Hello, friends. Welcome to the latest episode of Beyond the Cover podcast with me, your host, Peggy. Peggy? Nope. My name is not Peggy. It is Becky Khan. So thank you for joining us today. Thank you for being here with me today. I am actually sitting in my um, pop-up studio, aka my car. I don't really know why we're calling it a pop-up studio, but today it's called a pop-up because I feel like that's a really trendy thing to say. <laughs> I um, I kind of enjoy recording in my car, if I'm honest, because I feel like it's like my own little uh, vessel. Uh it's my own little place, confined place that the Lord speaks to me so much in my vehicle, honestly, you guys, because I'm one of those people that drive typically without music. Um, although the older I've gotten, I do tend to spend a little more time driving and listening to podcasts or sermons or whatever, but I do spend a considerable amount of time uh, in my vehicle driving with no music, no podcasts, no anything playing over the speaker and just spend time with the Lord. And honestly, it's one, one of the places that the Lord speaks to me the loudest, I feel like, which is so weird in some regard, because I am, you would think like I would be super distracted and I am. So that's kind of unsafe because, uh, but you know what? the Holy Spirit's speaking to me, I feel like he's probably guarding me too (laughs) as I drive. So I'm going to go with that. Um, But anyway, so I am in my car today and super excited about the message. It's kind of crazy because I was going to have a guest this week and it didn't work out. Um, So the guest will be on soon, but I was not not disappointed because I knew that everything kind of goes the way that it's supposed to go for a reason. Disappointed because I know that this person has a lot to offer and I'm excited to have them on the podcast. But as I was preparing uh, what the Lord wanted to say, um, I remembered, I went back into my notes and I remembered that... I, he had already given me a message and, for this week, and I had completely forgotten. I had already had it labeled in my notes section of my phone for this week. It says, you know, release 10, 18, 20, beyond the cover, which is what I do. I name them, and I put the date on them, and, you know, as the Lord gives me things, I put it in there, and I had already done that for this week, and so it was meant to be. Like, I wasn't supposed to have a guest this week, and I had just completely it, it had left my mind. So I'm excited. Um, today we are going to be talking a little bit about, well, a little, I say a little bit because we don't spend a whole lot of time together on these things, but we're going to be talking a little bit about authentic, um, authenticity, authentically following Christ, um, being authentic in the church. So I was driving, um, because that's what I do a lot. I was driving down Beltway, which I spend a lot of time on as well. All my Houston people out there, whoop, whoop beltway taking the loop you know now we have like the 610 loop we have the beltway loop and we have the 99 loop that's almost completely done uh sidebar here i was talking about there's somebody that was like i can't go inside the loop because i am like not allowed to do that and we're like wow you're not you're not allowed in the inner circle so jesus had his inner circle and then his outer circle and then the all the other circle anyway i digress so i was driving along beltway and uh there was this truck in front of me it was it was like a it was like a, a big truck you know kind of an international or whatever but there was this big roll-off container on the back of the truck and on the back of this roll-off container which is just a huge dumpster looking thing it had this huge sticker on the back of it that said turbo 
you guys, this truck was going so stinking slow. There was nothing turbo about this. Like I'm driving along like 70 miles an hour, right? And I'm, I get behind this guy. I can't get over cause there's so much construction and he's literally going like 30 and I'm going, okay, dude, just because there is a turbo sticker, like you've labeled this roll off thing turbo doesn't mean it's turbo cause it's for sure not going at turbo speed. And in that time, I was like, holy smokes, this is a sermon <laughs> because because honestly, just because you, as a, a you know, as a Christian, as I'm doing my air quotes in, in my car, as a Christian, you know, you wear the, the cross necklace or you put on the t-shirt that says, you know, Jesus is love or follow me to church or whatever. Just because you put that label on you doesn't mean that you are truly a Christian, meaning by definition, a follower of Christ. Just because you put that label on you doesn't mean that that's what you are. And I know that for some, like that's, that's hard to hear. Like that's a difficult thing to hear, but it is the truth. And because I love you, I share the truth with you, right? The other night we had a um, group, community group, and my friend Brittany brought this big, huge pot of chili. Uh, she brought it, she set it in my kitchen um, on my stove and uh, it was, you know, in her pot, but everybody that, that walked in would think that I cooked the chili because it was in my house on my stove in a pot that looked like it could belong to me because like, why not? When in fact I had nothing to do with making the chili, I could pass it off for sure as my chili. But the fact of the matter is it, it wasn't mine. This is like the church in some ways. And in some measure, I feel like this is like the church because people try to match the people that are around them, that are trying to match the people that are around them, that are trying to match the people that are around them, right? I could go on and on and on. When no one is trying to match the only true authentic one, which is the one and only God the Father. And I'm not like throwing like stones for sure, because listen, guys, I, I get it. I get it. But I see this, you know, I see this in, in the church as a whole, not necessarily, you know, I'm not speaking about any one church, but in the church as a whole, like we try to be like the person that's next to us or work in the gifting that they have, or, you know, look the way that they look or whatever. And really they're just trying to look like somebody else whenever we are losing focus of the one that we should be imitating, which is Jesus right? Authentic, like authentic, be who you were made to be and stop trying to fit into a mold. You were made to be different. We were all made to be different. We were all uniquely made, but we hear all of these things. We have all of these expectations that are put on us or quite honestly, you guys, that we put on ourselves. We put these expectations on ourselves sometime because we're trying to meet, you know, compete and meet what the Joneses are doing, the people that are next to us. There's so, I was speaking to a friend and she said something along the lines that there was so much chatter. There's so much chatter. There's so much that's coming at us on a day-to-day -day basis of what we should or shouldn't do or should or shouldn't look like or whatever. And she just simply goes, just shush it, just shush it. And I was like, that is awesome. Like, I have to, I have to literally and figuratively do that in my brain. Whenever I start to go down these rabbit holes of, oh, I should have, I should do this, or I should look like this, or I, I wish that I had this 
you know, whatever, whatever it is. Like it could be anything from, I wish that I had that ability to do that. Hospitality is one of those things for me. Like I gift the gift of hospitality is not my gifting, but I wish that it was like, I wish that I could throw, throw parties like Georgette Ford. Like, let's be honest, you know, and have all of the things that are beautifully, wonderfully made. <laughs> you see what I did there? Um, but I just don't, you know, like I'm one of those people that when you come to my house, I'm like, Oh yeah, there's waters in the pantry. They're not cold either. Um, but okay, grab one. Like that's me, you know? And, but I wish that I could be, but I, I can get myself in this comparison game, which isn't authentic, authentic, right? But I can get myself in this comparison game of like, I wish that I was like that when really I just need to shush it. Like that was so powerful me, powerful to me. I have to go shush all the time in my brain and out loud, just shush it. When we aren't authentic followers of Christ, we are sitting somewhere in between. Like if you can mentally picture this, somewhere in between where we should be and destruction. Okay. And I I say that to say that just because we aren't being authentic doesn't mean that we are siding with the devil. Okay. But it does mean that we are on a slippery slope. Okay. (laughs) A slippery slope, meaning that we're somewhere in between where we should be and destruction. I, I have said multiple times that it is one step from the limo to the gutter. And that's what I mean by this is we are somewhere between where we should be and destruction, which is a really, really slippery slope. And dare I say that, that we may not even be in the will of God. I know that's a little bit taboo, um, especially for an audience that, that most of which are believers and you know, we think that automatically, like we're just in the will of God whenever we accept Jesus as our savior. And that's just simply not true. Um, second Peter one, three, his divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life. Okay. I'm going to say that one more time. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Everything we need. It is exhausting. Okay. It is exhausting to be someone that you are not. And if you are a proclaimed believer, a follower of the one true God, a follower of Jesus, we find our rest in him. We find our strength in him. We find our value in him. We find our joy in him. We find our strategy in him. We find our motivation in him. Do I need to go on? Do I need to give you a few more examples? We find everything in him everything. That means my friends that we are free from labels that this world puts on us. We are even free from labels that we think that the church puts on us or that we allow to be put on us. Romans 8, 1 through 2. Therefore, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus because through Christ Jesus, the law of the spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. You are set free. You are set free. You are free to be authentically who you are in Christ. Remember, back in 2 Peter, he gives us everything that we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him. Our knowledge of him. In order to have knowledge of him, we must be in relationship with him. Can I get an amen? So let's really talk about when the church is not authentic. I know. I know this is hard. This is hard to even 
like digest in some ways because we think of church and we think of our church like the church that we go to the body of believers that we belong to but think a little bigger on this think of the church as a whole like I know I say this a million times and you'll probably get tired of me saying it but like that's what we have to think about because we are the army we the church as a whole are the army and so when I speak about that that's what I'm speaking about so let's talk about when the church as a whole is not authentic we paint a picture of God, our Lord, our Savior, that is not at all what He is, which is in, in turn pushes the unbeliever away from God. Now look, don't, don't lose me on this one, okay? Don't turn it off here. Don't feel like it's getting sticky and it's getting hard and we don't want to hear this. Like, hear me out on this. When we paint a picture of, of God, our Lord, because ultimately we have a paintbrush in our hand constantly by the way that we live our life. We're painting that picture. Okay. And oftentimes we are not at all pointing the people that are around us, the people that are in our reach to the true authentic God. We're we're, because, because we're not being authentically who he made us to be and ultimately pushing them away from God. I was taken to scripture Um, in thinking about this and thinking about authenticity and spending time studying, I was taken to 1 Corinthians 8. And in 1 Corinthians 8, Paul was talking about, um, it was, there's a backstory to this, which at some point I, I will probably share with you, but it's crazy how the Holy Spirit moves. And you think that you may be going one direction in what you're talking about, but then he takes you a whole different direction, which is super cool and powerful. And I love when he does that. Um, which is really kind of all the time. Love that guy. So, so in first Corinthians eight, Paul was talking about meat that was consumed from the market of, uh, in that day. And whether it was meat that was used as a sacrifice to false gods. Um, and as he's addressing, um, in first Corinthians, he's, he's talking about, um, he actually advises the people that we, we know that the false gods are phony. Like we know that they're not real. So it doesn't necessarily defile our body when we eat the meat that may have been used. Maybe, maybe not. We don't, you know, he, he, he's saying in here, you know, like you don't know for sure if it has or not. May have been used as um, a sacrifice to false gods. But at the end of the day, we know that false gods are phony and don't matter. So who cares? But for those unbelievers um, or those that, that are just that are just maybe getting into their faith and I'm I'm speaking kind of in today's times too but that are just getting to the point of believing when they see us um, eat meat from the market that may possibly have been used as a sacrifice that may cause confusion for them okay so if you're pick, you're picking up what I'm putting down or picking up what Paul's putting down here he's like essentially like we know as believers that that meat could have been used for sacrifice, but who really cares? Because at the end of the day, they're phony gods and they don't really matter. Only the one true God matters. And it's, we're not defiling our body with that. So I'm going to pick up in first Corinthians eight, seven, but not everyone possesses this knowledge. Okay. Some people are still so accustomed to idols that when they eat sacrificial food, they think of it as having been sacrificed to a God. And since their conscience is weak, it is defiled. But good does not bring us near to God. We are no worse if we do not eat and no better if we do. 
Be careful, however, that that the exercise of your rights does not become a stumbling block for the weak, for the unbeliever. For if someone with a weak conscience sees you with all your knowledge eating in in an idol's temple, won't that person be emboldened, which essentially is pressured into, that's what that word means, to eat what is sacrificed to idols? So this weak brother or sister for whom Christ died is destroyed by your knowledge. When you, when you sin against them in this way and wound their weak conscience, your sin, you sin against Christ. Oh, ouch. Therefore, if what I eat causes my brother or sister to fall into sin, I will never eat meat again so that I will not cause them to fall. Now listen, I am not, this is not, I'm not getting on any kind of vegetarian or vegan platform here. So just roll with me here. There's a lot of meat in this passage. Pun is definitely intended, by the way. My friend Stephen would be so proud. There is a lot of meat in this passage, but I want you to follow me on this journey that the Lord took me on with this passage in particular. And the way that he got me there was because I was so focused on food and consumption that I was looking up scripture, but I didn't even find this scripture, right? I, I was, I, the point that I was looking for, for authenticity and looking up and studying authenticity is when I got to this scripture, which is just kind of crazy how he brings it all around. So here's the thing. If we have someone that is on the fence with the whole quote unquote Jesus thing, and they are doing life with you, you, the person that is listening right now, and they see you go to church on Sunday, and they see you post scripture on your social media. They even see you pray for people, but they also see you gossip about the other friend that's in your group, or turn your nose up to the person on the street that doesn't look like you, or smell like you, or act like you, or even they see you using your quote-unquote authority in Christ, because we talk about this, right? They see you using that in an abusive way to like judge others for their sin. Don't you think they are seeing a phony God through you? Like if I'm doing that, wouldn't they be seeing a phony God through me? It's about what I was speaking about earlier. You know, we, we can be showing something to the people around us that ultimately pushes the, them away from God because they're thinking, I, I don't want to be any part of this because it's not authentic. Don't you think that that they're seeing a phony God through you? Don't you think that they're seeing an unauthentic depiction of who Jesus is? If we are showing that image, the image of, hey, I'm going to go to church on Sundays. I'm going to I'm going to post things about Jesus. I'm going to wear this Jesus shirt, right? I'm even going to stop in the middle of the grocery store and pray for people, right? They see all of this, but they but they also see that other side where you're, you're not friendly to the person that doesn't look like you. You're not Jesus to them. They also see that you're speaking negatively about somebody that, that you both know or whatever. They're not seeing an authentic depiction of who Jesus is. Where is the authentic image of Christ? So I will take you back to 1 Corinthians when, and it's, 11, it's 11, 1 Corinthians 11, 1, I believe, where Paul says, follow me as I follow him. He, he says, follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. What a bold statement. 
Okay, so he said all of these things, you know, earlier in, in, in addressing the, the, the church. He's, he has said all of these things. He's made these, these alignments, um, these comparisons to, to meat. And yes, I mean, that was a, a very real thing then because they did sacrifice animals to phony gods. Um, so it was a way, but it was so much deeper than that whenever he was addressing the church in this manner, right? And, and he's, even now, this is alive. Like today, he, he's addressing the church through the scripture. The Lord uses the scripture to address the church today in this manner. So what a bold statement it was for him to later even say, now follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. He does not say this in a prideful way, but in a powerful way, because he walked with the power and authority of Jesus Christ. When he said, follow me as I follow him, follow my example as I follow the example of Christ, he wasn't saying that from a place of pride. He wasn't saying that from a place, he he was saying that from a very humble place. When we are in true intimate relationship with Jesus and in true authentic relationship with Jesus, we too walk with that same power and authority. Saying in a heart of humility, in a way we live our lives to all those around us, to all those people around me, follow my example as I follow the example of Jesus. When we say that, we say that with humility. We say that with the way that we live our life. We say, follow me as I follow the example of Jesus. We, not, we may not say those words out loud to the person that we're doing life with or the stranger on the street or someone that we just led to Christ. Like we may not say those words out loud, but we say that in the way that we live our life or we should say that in the way that we live our life. We should be saying, follow me, follow my example, because I'm following the example of Christ. I am following the example of Jesus. I am following the true, authentic, one and only God the Father, the beginning and the end, the Alpha, the Omega, all the things in between. I am following that one, so follow me. It doesn't mean that we're taking the focus off of Jesus, my friends. It, it, it doesn't mean that we're, we're saying, hey, look at me. I'm, I'm boastful. It's, it's not the words. It's, it's the action behind the heart. The humility in the heart of telling the people around you, by the way that you live your life, the way you authentically live your life for Christ, the way you authentically be who God created you to be, go where God created you to go, say what God created you to say in those moments, listening intimately in relationship with Jesus, listening to the Holy Spirit as he leads you and guides you. That is how you are telling people to follow you as you follow Christ. And ultimately, they're following Christ, the Christ that is within you. So go and be the authentic example for Jesus, of Jesus, to this world, to your reach. That's your charge today. Be authentically who Christ created you to be. I know this was heavy in some regards, my friend. Like, I get it because... Number one, it's hard. It's hard to not compare. It's hard to to have these labels that are either put on you by yourself or put on you by other people. And you feel like you have to live up to some measure when all along the Lord is saying, no, it's me. It's me. It's what I have intended for you that you have to live up to. You know, it's what, what, what next step I'm giving you that you live up to. That's what you do. That's what matters. 
being able to live your life in a way that you're following him with, with an abandonment. Nothing else matters. We sing that. We sang that this morning. Nothing else. Nothing else. Nothing else matters. Caught up in your presence. Like, that's it. So, that's the charge, you guys. Go and be the authentic, authentic, easy for me to say, example of Jesus to the people that are around you by the way that you live your life in a, in a, in a heart and a posture of humility, um, leading people as Jesus leads you. And I'm telling you guys, we are, we are the church. We are the people. It, it, this, God is using you. God is using you if you allow him to. So do it. So do it. So that's it for today, my friends. Um, I love you guys so very much. Thank you for continuing to be a part of this journey with me. I don't even know what this journey looks like or where it's leading. I just know that I'm continuing to be obedient to what the Lord is saying and how he's using me. And it's beautiful. It's hard sometimes, but it's beautiful. Um, the way that he, he speaks to people through this podcast, I'm, I truly am honored and humbled to be used, um, in this way. And we'll see what it looks like. I think this is the 43rd episode now or something like that. And the commitment that I made, um, and it felt like the Lord was having me make was for this year. So it's been great and beautiful, this journey, and we'll see what, um, what he does with the rest of it. So thank you guys so much. Please share if you feel encouraged by this. Please, please share if you feel like somebody needs to hear it. Reach out. Um, let's be the church together, you guys. Let's do this together. We are better together. It's how he created us. Um, shoulder to shoulder, hand in hand. So until next time, you guys, just know that you are so very, very loved.